So one of my Skillshare students wanted me to do a course on how to be kinder and gentler to yourself. And I'm going to get around to making that course, but I figured that in the interim, I would do it as a podcast episode. I'll just talk and sort of just ad lib about my thoughts on how to be kinder and gentler to yourself in general. So for you, thank you for the suggestion. I will make that into a Skillshare course, but I want to just bring up bring it up here. So how to be kinder and kinder and gentler to yourself. This is an ongoing process. The first thing that I found to realize is that you have to realize that you need to have your own back more than anyone, right? Humans are innately selfish. Now, I'm not saying this in a mean way or a bad way, but most people look after their own interests first. And if they're looking after, if they're acting in a way that helps other people, it's it's still not going to be in a way that puts other puts themselves out, most likely. Obviously, there are some, but most people will help others when it doesn't inconvenience themselves. Yeah? So if you realize that, that gives you some evidence and suggestion that you should put yourself first because everyone else is putting themselves first. This, like I said, might sound callous or cruel, but in fact it's not. It's it's actually not it's actually selfless. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Unless I'm in a good mental state, unless I'm okay, unless I'm happy, unless I'm able to be the best version of myself, I'm not going to be able to be there for my job, for my family, for my son, for any of the commitments that I've made. Unless I put myself first, unless I work on me, I won't be there to the best of my ability for other people. Now, I use that as a justification to take self-care, to say no to things that I want to say no to, to change plans, to to put myself first because by doing so over the long run, other people will get more benefit. Now, this podcast is a specific example of that. If I didn't put myself first with my morning routine, with my self-care, with all of the stuff I do, I wouldn't be able to put the content out there to help all the people that are listening. Only by guaranteeing my mental state can I continue to work doing this online work and doing the work that I do with disability support, my teaching, and everything else that I'm doing. That enables me to provide the you know resources to keep my family alive and also keeps my mental state in line so that I can spend the time with my son, with my partner, with my family, with my friends, all of that sort of stuff without you know compromising it. Now, when I say most people put themselves first, this 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 is is something that you need to consider because when you struggle with mental illness or you know certain aspects of your life with pasts that could be traumatic or neglectful or all of that sort of stuff it's easy to develop develop the mentality that you don't matter that you're not important that all of that sort of stuff right the fact is is that you are the most important you're looking out of your eyes with your body just like everyone else is. So there's this inherent self-bias that people have. And I've learned that I, you know, when I when I was growing up, I remember distinctly thinking to myself, okay, the best way to be a good partner, the best way to be a good friend, a good worker is to just do everything the other person wants, to put myself out there completely, to be 
to be with, you know, just, just to sort of be the doormat, for lack of a better expression. Not only is this not helpful, it's, it's, it's not long-term sustainable, and it's not even what people necessarily want. Yes, some people will want you to be a doormat, and those people you should kick out of your life, to be honest. But the majority of people will actually want you to be more. They'll want you to give your own input. They'll want you to put your foot down to let them know when they're crossing the line. So, like, with people in my life, I'm honest with them, and I will say, hey, you know, let me know. Be as open and honest with me as you can be, because I will be that way with you. And if I'm overstepping the line, tell me, because I will tell you, because I'm going to protect my mental state. I'm going to make sure that I'm okay. And that that sort of leads on to the next thing, this, this being as open and honest with other people guarantees that you're not playing games, you're not doing any of that sort of stuff. And fostering that sort of relationship lets you know that other people will be having a similar relationship with you and you don't have to play those guessing games. So how else can you get to just appreciate yourself, to love yourself, to be kind to yourself? Similar concept to the previous one. It's looking at what you would do for a pet and applying it to yourself. So this one's a little bit different. What would you, if you have a pet, a cat, a dog, whatever, and they started vomiting and they got sick, you're going to take them straight to the doctors, to the vet, right? Same thing if you have a kid. Same thing if your partner's sick, right? It's very easy to, if you think physical illness, put other people first to put their needs and the medical issues and all that sort of stuff on the forefront and just take that action, you know, as you should, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't with other people, but you should also take that action with yourself. You know, my cat gets sick. I'm going to take her to the vet straight away that day, right? You know, you put yourself out there because you care for this cat, but would I take myself to the doctor that day? Would I take myself to the doctor that week? What would it take for me to know that I need to look after myself? right? So one of the things that I like to do is just have as a, as a policy. I'll put myself first to make sure that I'm in the best mental state and I will treat myself how I would treat my pet. And that guarantees that I'm putting myself in a place to guarantee that sort of stuff. And this is so I can be, like I said, a better person for the people around me that I care about. How else can you be kind on yourself? The next part is actually getting to know you as a person. Who are you? Do do you know who you are? Do you have a solid sense of self? What do you like? What do you dislike? Once again, I've come from a place of dissociativeness, to, from, from sort of blocking off trauma, caused me to block off myself. And then I'm like, well, I don't even really know who I am. So I'm in this constant process of finding myself. And there's there's a lot of different ways that I would suggest to do this. And yeah, the primary one that I suggest all the time, it's the cornerstone of my mental health, is meditation. If you're not meditating already, please, please, please get into it. I'll chuck you a link down below to my Skillshare course on meditation. And if you haven't done that already, check it out because meditation causes you to have deep levels of introspection and gets you just, gets you to know yourself. How? Well, the basic way to meditate, one of the ways to meditate is to draw your attention to the breath. You get distracted, you draw it back. You get distracted, you draw it back. You start thinking about things, you draw it back. You get emotional, thoughts pop up, whatever, you draw the attention back. 
What this does is it helps you put you into the moment. It puts you into the present moment and focuses you on one stimulus. In this case, it's the breath, but it could be anything. It could be sounds, it could be a, a candle, it could be a mantra, it, does, it doesn't matter. You're drawing it back to the meditation object. Over time, this helps you to calm down. It cuts down your anxiety and it helps you to cut down you know, the ruminations of the past and just be in the moment. Once you get to that state of just calm presentness, you start to see who you are and you start to see your thoughts from a slightly detached perspective. I distinctly remember this happens quite often now. A challenging thought comes across. It's, they still come. You're not stopping the thoughts, just to clarify that. But a thought will come across and because I've got this meditation practice, I can see them coming. I'm not no expert at this by all means. This I still sometimes get trapped by these thoughts, of course. But there is a level of detachment that I can bring to it where a thought comes and it's like I'm separate from it. I'm over here and my thoughts are over there and I can see them. Now, when the thoughts are very powerful or I'm in a compromised mental state, like I'm very tired or triggered or whatever, it can be a lot harder. But what that enables me to do is sit back and see those thoughts coming. I can see myself as I am. Those thoughts come and I'm not grabbed by it. I'm not sort of trapped by it. I can see who I am. So meditation will do a couple of things for you. It will itself help you to be a calmer, less anxious, less depressed person. And it will also help you to see who you are by detaching yourself from those trapping thoughts and putting you into the present moment. So right now, wherever you are listening to this, in the car, going for your job, exercising, whatever. Where are you? Who are you? What are you? Ideally, you can step back and look at the present moment because you're probably thinking about a whole bunch of different stuff as you're listening to this, as you're doing that task. Meditation helps you to be able to be just here. Being here enables you to accept the present moment and accept yourself. That self-acceptance is key to self-acceptance, to loving yourself, all of that sort of stuff. So meditate. Like I said, check out that link. It will surely help you. I talk about it all the time, so you can check back on the podcasts. Meditate. The second one I would suggest would be to start working on self-improvement. When I first started exercising, I could do, I could run basically a kilometer and I could do three push-ups. That's it. Now I train two times per day, every day, and I'm able to just go for hours on end. That, those gains, that positive feeling, the, the, the physical fitness, the muscle gains, the strength gains, the look gains, all of that sort of stuff makes me feel good about myself. That might sound egotistical. It might sound shallow. And it's, it, you know, it, it is to a bit, to a certain extent. But there's something to be said about that. You know, unless you become an enlightened being or you just stop caring about other people, unless like you're one of those few people that sort of manage to get to that state, you do care and you care about yourself and all of that sort of stuff. So I strongly, strongly suggest you, you work on self-improvement small steps daily. I would suggest the meditation, self-improvement. I would suggest exercise as a core one because not only will it make you feel better physically, you know, every time you exercise, the good chemicals in your brain kick off and all of that sort of stuff and it just makes you feel good. But when you start noticing those gains, you just feel good about yourself because you're like far out, like I'm losing weight. I'm losing, you know, dress sizes. I'm able to lift more. I'm able to run longer. I'm not feeling as tired. I feel energetic. 
you start noticing those gains. Now, obviously apply this beyond just the physical sense of exercise, self-improvement in every aspect. So if you find that you're struggling with certain technical knowledge, do a course. Like we're talking about Skillshare, the meditation course, learn, right? If you want to learn a topic, if there's an interest in you, do it, right? So for me personally, I'm doing courses on how to write because I want to be a writer, yeah? I want to write more, I want to write more fiction. And obviously I've written a bunch of books and all of that sort of stuff, but I want to get better. I want to get self-improvement. The more I study it, the better I get. And obviously that's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why you were watching the Skillshare courses, you know, keep watching them all, but just that that's a part of it too. So it's, it's self-acceptance, working out who you are, but also self-improvement. You know, there is something to be said about working on yourself for gains. It's like, there's this sort of misnomer that you just have to accept who you are right now. And whilst yes, that's true, self-acceptance is key, accepting where you are, you still can and you should make make an attempt daily to work on self-improvement, meditation, exercise, and study. Now by study, like I said, the Skillshare courses, the podcasts, talking to people, going to classes, there are so many different avenues. And obviously you'll learn differently to how I learn. I primarily learn through podcasts, through audiobooks, through Skillshare courses, and through physical reading. Now, physical reading is, is in my mind, I love it, but it's just hard to find the time. Same with same with the, the Skillshare courses. I do dedicate the time to that because there's specific things I want to learn. But the, the audio books and like I said, the podcast that you're listening to now, that for me is the key because I can do it while I'm exercising. So you can actually chip off two birds with one stone here. You can actually go, okay, I'm going to exercise for a little bit whilst I'm listening to a podcast. In terms of who or what to listen to, if you want a specific, I've, I've got a wide collection of resources and books that I've read. If you look, you know, I'm for the podcast listeners, I am videoing my podcasts now. So for the people watching on the video, you can see a bunch of books behind me. I've listened to a bunch. What I'm getting at is if, if you want specific recommendations on certain topics, I've read quite widely. So I might be able to point you in the direction of a couple of resources to get you started down a particular path. I like that eclectic knowledge and then going deep into a few things. I go deep into my martial arts, I go deep into meditation, I go deep into self-improvement. And I'm now going deep into writing. But I've got this sort of solid base of a lot of different stuff. It's actually kind of ridiculous. Um, so, self-improvement down those paths. I would also strongly suggest that you work on... You work on your inner voice, your inner dialogue. What, what what are you saying to yourself? Now, taken out of context, saying like, think positive thoughts, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, screw you. Like, that doesn't make sense. But there is an aspect to what you put into your mind becoming what your mind is. If you, like, literally science has done this. If you sit there and smile, just, just smile, right? Good posture and smile, you will feel better. Listening to positive words does have an impact on mental state. So, and like this has been proven with studies. So, so why, why, am I, why I'm saying this is, is you can develop certain words or mannerisms or styles or things that you can say to yourself daily over and over again that will eventually sink in. Some people use music. I remember once again when I was in a bad mental state, the music I listened to was very dark and depressing and sort of reinforcing of that mental state. Now, at the time I was dissociated. So actually by listening to that music, I was checking into myself and it sort of helped. However, if you... 
are in a good in a in a sort of a present mental state choose music choose resources choose podcasts choose people that will add to that that will give you a positive gain so one of the things i like to do for myself is to say like a, a positive mantra to myself now there's more to it but it starts with these three sentences i am happy i am healthy i am successful i am happy i'm healthy i'm successful i'm happy i'm healthy i'm successful say it to yourself over and over and over again now and you can add whatever you like to this i'm strong i am present i'm calm whatever you like it doesn't matter now i've got my own things that i'm wanting to work on or that i'm wanting to enforce but the idea is is that i say that to myself over and over and over and over and over again and eventually it sticks because those negative thoughts come in and it's but then there's these positive thoughts coming in on the other side going well but i'm happy it's not the only thing i do obviously if it was the only thing i do it wouldn't work but it just adds to that gain start that positive chain it will feel a bit stupid it will feel a bit contrived and forced and all of that sort of stuff starting off that's fine that's to be expected but start start repeating that to yourself i am happy i'm healthy i'm successful or any of those sort of things that you like there's a type of meditation that works on this it's called meta meditation meta meditation and i'll probably end up releasing a skillshare course on this as well but the idea is is that you you build up these thoughts of love and feeling for yourself and then you do it for loved ones and then you do it for people that you sort of acquaintances with and then you do it for like people that you're not so comfortable with and you build it up and up and up until you're eventually encompassing all living beings in the world. Now, if you think about it from a mystical perspective, they're talking about actually sending love. I like to look at things from a more secular perspective in terms of what is it doing internally? Like take out all of the religion, all of the woo-woo, what are we actually doing here? Well, by generating feelings of love internally and put, and you know thinking about other people, sending them love, what to me that feels like it's doing is it's it's softening myself to myself. It's allowing me to let those positive feelings in, allowing me to be open and calmer and more connected. And then having that things for other people. Forgiving other people for their problems, for their, for their woes, for what they did to you is another way to start self-love. And that sounds a bit funny, but holding on to hate, holding on to pain, holding on to issues is itself a trap. It traps you. So if, if you can work on the concept of self-love, self-reflection, and then sort of love, you know, extending that love outwards, just forgiveness. So like I said, I'm going to make a course on that, but that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother thing. The final thing I'll suggest of working on self-love and self-connection, well, two final things is therapy. The first one is writing therapy. I use writing therapy as a way to just get my thoughts out on the page and just let go of some of that negativity. What I mean by writing therapy is I will get down on, get my thoughts down on a page and just free write. Just, just, this is what's here, push it out there. Initially, that's what I did. Then I started writing poetry. Then I started writing a book. For those that you have read it under the influence, my first book was basically a, a act of writing therapy in the sense that I got out all the crap that I had about my father. Getting it out onto the page and just out of my brain was a way of letting go and then I could connect with myself who I was in the moment right now journaling you know just 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 putting it out there poetry expression you don't have to show anyone you can just literally write it down and burn it afterwards but the the, the best approach that that I've found is is you write it down then a week later you look back at it and the idea is is that you've written it down in an emotional state then you look back over it and go, okay, well, how do I feel about this now? And you can actually edit it and rewrite. And that sort of helps you to rewrite your own story in a more positive, 
calmer, more controlled way. So that's one to try. And the second one is literal therapy, as in speak to a therapist. I would suggest that everyone, everyone, no matter how good you are, and you've never faced a mental health problem, whatever, speak to a therapist because it will help you to clarify your life and get you just more, more functional, more efficient, just, just in a better mental state. Strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that. If you find a therapist that you don't like, get a new one, get a new one, get a new one. I'm on my fifth or sixth, I don't even know anymore, but the one I've got is working for me. If it ever stops working for me, I'll address it with you and say, hey, this isn't working right. You know, what's the go? What can we do? And if it still doesn't work, I will leave. Some of the psychologists I've had have been quite unprofessional, left them quicker. There are good ones out there for you. Find one, use their services and talk to them about this. How can I start appreciating myself? And they'll be like, okay, well, why don't you? And they'll get in depth with your personal life and your own issues. Try it. So what I want to suggest to you, to anyone listening, if if you haven't already, check out the Skillshare courses because there's a few on there that will relate to this. Like I said, the meditation course, I've got four meditation courses up now on um, you know using meditation to help you with mental health. I've got a few courses on, I've got a course on confidence, um, building up your confidence, and I've got a course on establishing a morning routine. Now, all of those courses combined, if you add those together, will definitely help you to start getting your self-appreciation, self-love, self-respect, all of that sort of stuff. And so what I'm going to do, I'll put the link down below to the meditation course specifically and to just the Skillshare courses in general. But if you click the links down below, either one of them doesn't matter. You can check it out. That will give you two months free access to all of the courses that I do and all of the courses that everyone does. And you can check them out. And if you, you know, if you don't like it or whatever, it's two months free and then you can quit before the before they charge you. So you can actually just watch all my courses for free and then unsign off. You watching it helps me out um, in the sense that they give me money for the minutes and the signups and even if you leave before the two months. So help me out, but more importantly, help yourself out because there's a lot of in-depth stuff and the people that are seeing those courses are getting a lot of benefits. So chuck the links down below and and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, stay tuned. I'll be posting a bunch more. And like I said, a bunch more Skillshare courses will be coming. I will probably do one on, on the meta, the love-based meditation. I'll be doing just, I've got one coming out very soon, hopefully, on waking up early. Um, you know, sort of working on a way to get your mornings just more time. What can you do with that more time? You can exercise, you can meditate, you can do some of the things that I talked about in this podcast, right? So get on board, basically, is what I'm saying. It's free, you've got free access, so there's no real no reasons to stop. So check it out. And yeah, if, you, if you've got any requests or anything, like I said, connect with me. Let me know because I'm super keen on giving you guys the content and the information that will help you. Um, and talking about it has helped me as well. So let's do this together. Have a good one.